Once again, Halloween is creeping up on us, but HR pros know you don't have to leave the office for a good skin. The next problem to solve is always lurking around the corner. Compliance and firings and what's fair. Oh my. Like you, I've certainly had my fair share of HR scares. But here at HR Party of One, we believe that HR horror stories are really HR opportunities. In today's episode, we're going to cover some hair-raising tales of work gone wrong, but we'll also discuss how to avoid those situations when you can and face them confidently when you must. By the end, you'll be better prepared for your next HR scare. Today we'll discuss tech thrillers, termination terrors, and how to handle HR horrors. Let's begin with tech thrillers. The transitions between the office, remote work, and back again have been a frightening frontier for many. Even those of us who are comfortable with changing technology have encountered situations we couldn't have imagined a couple years ago. For example, not long ago, we had to fire an employee for misconduct while our office was still remote. It was a situation that needed to be handled carefully but quickly. The employee's manager and I had to have this difficult conversation with the employee over a video call. The call went as smoothly as we could have hoped, but a few days later, the employee's father retaliated by leaving an outrageous comment on one of our own blog articles. He falsely claimed that she had been fired without cause and that since she was fired over Zoom, we couldn't even look her in the eye and say it to her face. It was signed affectionately, her daddy. This bewildered Papa Bear is not alone in misunderstanding the appropriate use of technology. Remote work has led to many awkward, embarrassing, and downright shocking situations, especially over video calls. Like me, you may have been in the middle of a virtual meeting with a well-dressed coworker when you suddenly noticed a mirror in the background, revealing that they're in their underwear off camera. Or halfway through a company-wide call, you hear a toilet flush. Whoever that was, I was very embarrassed for them. It's not just small to mid-sized businesses who face these faux pas. In May of 2020, for the first time ever, the Supreme Court was hearing oral arguments remotely over a broadcasted conference call when a loud flush interrupted the proceedings. So I guess it could happen to the best of us. But HR can take steps to prevent these ghastly situations. Be proactive by setting clear and specific expectations for online communication and include those policies in your culture guide. You might be interested in an earlier episode covering video conferencing best practices. I'll link it below. Still, if the worst happens and an employee violates video call etiquette in an egregious way, you or the manager must address it in a timely manner. Unlike monsters under the bed, HR horrors do not disappear if you close your eyes. Instead, you may need to act immediately, kicking them off the call and following up with them later. If you're implemented weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings between employees and their managers, the manager is likely in a better position to breach the subject and talk through it with the employee. This is another excellent HR strategy we'll discuss later in this episode. Many times, the offending employee may not even be aware of what happened, thinking their mic and or camera was muted. In fact, they may be so embarrassed by the incident that they may never want to show their face at the real or virtual office again, which brings us to termination terrors. Whether voluntary or not, termination is at the heart of many HR horror stories because of the stakes. Termination may not be thrilling, but it doesn't have to be terrifying. For example, 
Like many small to mid-sized businesses, during the pandemic, Bernie Portal had about half a dozen employees move while we were working remotely. Most had kept HR on the loop, but a few had moved without letting us know. Several even moved out of state. Of course, having moved so far, they had no plans to return to the office and out of fairness for everyone else, we couldn't make exceptions for them to remain remote without a business need. After several difficult conversations, we parted ways, and since Bernie Portal had given over a month's notice, we had time to offboard them without much disruption to the business. Still, we were trying to coordinate our return to the office at the same time. Naturally, termination and offboarding can lead to a lot of questions, such as, how is the last paycheck calculated? How long are benefits effective? How does the termination date affect benefit deduction? Does unused PTO pay out? And can PTO be used after giving notice, but before termination? All of these questions are specific to your organization and often specific to each departing employee. Some guidelines can be specified in your culture guide and explained to new hires during onboarding. In order to answer questions for particular situations, Bernie Portal trains our managers using a manager manual as a reference. Our manager manual includes the appropriate language to use in discussions and also a wrap-up letter template that HR and managers can use to notify and document all of the details. You might be interested in our recent episode that covers manager training more generally. I'll link it in the description. You may have noticed that many of the questions about termination are also about timing. That brings us to the two weeks notice tradition. I say tradition because unless it's spelled out in your company policy, two weeks notice is more of a courtesy to the company than a right of the employee. One of our managers, for example, recently had an employee announce their resignation in their weekly one-on-one -on -one meeting. When an employee insisted on a termination date in two weeks, the manager asked, what projects are you working on? The manager was experienced enough to understand that, given the opportunity, this particular employee could end up haunting the office for two weeks instead of working. So, when the employee couldn't answer, they reluctantly agreed to a termination date in two days instead. The manager's experience and training helped avoid an ugly situation, but HR can train employees in a similar way. On every new hire's first day at Bernie Portal, we cover how to leave with grace. It's also included in our culture guide. It may seem strange to discuss resigning on day one, but if you think about it, it's actually the best time to bring it up. Any day after that, the new hire could misinterpret that conversation as a comment on their performance. Discussing leaving with grace is also an excellent way to set expectations and build company culture. I would highly recommend an earlier episode that covers this in detail. I'll link it in this description. If expectations about termination are not clearly communicated, things can get ugly, especially if it's involuntary. This is another reason it's a good idea to have both a culture guide and a manager manual that walks through the termination process step by step. Managers should not have to improvise involuntary terminations. HR should coordinate with them as much as possible. Going back to our earlier example, we knew that the employee's protective papa didn't know what he was talking about because even while remote, we had followed our involuntary termination policy that included documentation, coordination with HR, and wrap-up logistics. 
Another way HR can support managers is through implementing weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings between managers and employees, requiring documentation for each meeting. Although documentation is the manager's responsibility, HR can enforce the meeting requirements and access the meeting records. This makes involuntary termination smoother in two ways. The manager can better anticipate the need for termination, and HR can better support them through the process since the documentation is verification that a manager has tried to coach an employee before termination. We've mentioned several solutions so far, but let's spend a little more time covering how to handle HR horrors. You may have noticed a theme throughout this episode. No, I'm not talking about Halloween. I'm talking about how important communication is to preventing and dealing with difficult situations before they can turn monstrous. Specifically, we brought up culture guides, manager manuals, and one-on-one -on -one meetings several times. These are all excellent strategies for handling HR horrors. Culture guides. A culture guide goes beyond the typical employee handbook by explaining the history of an organization, its mission, and vision. It discusses how the organization tackles problems and communication norms. Culture guides also include norms for how colleagues should treat each other, compensation philosophies, and information on employment law. In addition, they should discuss housekeeping items that help employees navigate daily life, such as how to connect to the printer. We've covered culture guides in an earlier episode, why most employee handbooks are so bad and how you can change yours for the better. It's a great resource that I'll link below. Manager manuals. A manager manual is a comprehensive handbook that codifies standards, best practices, and other logistics managers need to know at any given organization. Great manager manuals include instructions for interviewing job candidates, how the company welcomes new hires, the logistics behind employee termination, and other important information like communication templates. Great manager manuals are also more than static documents. They're open to changes depending on updates within the organization, and they're easily available for managers to revisit time and time again. When someone at Bernie Portal becomes a manager, they're given access to our manager manual, which they're empowered to use as needed. It's a training and reference tool all in one. We've also covered manager manuals in an earlier episode, which I'll link in the description. One-on-one -on -one meetings. The one-on-one -on -one is a regularly scheduled meeting between the employee and their manager. The objective is to provide a designated time for sharing and receiving feedback. It's also time to discuss questions that have come up since the last one-on-one, -on -one, minimizing the need for interruptions between meetings. Of course, we've got you covered with another episode devoted entirely to structuring and implementing one-on-one -on -one meetings. Again, I'll link it below. The strategies we've discussed can be implemented through an all-in-one human resource information system, or HRIS, like Bernie Portal. Bernie Portal has a compliance feature for housing your culture guide and manager manual, and it can keep track of who has acknowledged that they've received, read, and agreed to the documents. Bernie Portal also has a performance feature for documenting one-on-one -on -one meetings accessible to the employee, their manager, and HR. Don't let HR horror stories scare you. With the right tools, the right resources, and the right attitude, you can face any of these challenges head on. As always, remember, your role is as spooky as you make it.
Oh, you're probably wondering what happened to that disgruntled daddy trolling us online. Well, it was easy enough to not engage, delete the comment, and move on. Ghosted. That's all the time we have for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and join our HR Party One group on LinkedIn. Bye.